This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let me drop some numbers on you. Two out of three men are going to experience some form of hair loss by the time they're 35. In fact, more than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness. Here's another stat for you. There are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss and Keeps offers both. So why don't we talk Keeps for a minute? Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. Convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered right to your door every three months so you do not have to leave your home. Not only that, but low-cost treatment starting at just 10 bucks per month and Keeps offers generic versions. Discreet packaging, proven results, and more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. Prevention is the key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results, so you want to act and you want to act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash Rome. Receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash Rome and get your first month for free. Keeps.com slash Rome. Was there ever a time like when a new coordinator came in where you thought, holy shit, like how did this guy get this gig? We are just <laughs> All right, we just are. You know pretty quickly whether you're kind of screwed over or not. You know, you have a positive attitude and you're, you're, you know, you're trying as hard as you can and you overcome some things, but you just have to deal with it whether you like it or not. Hey, what's cracking? Welcome to episode 175 of the Jim Rohn Podcast. And rare is the day where I want to blow right past the introduction and get right to the conversation. But today is one of those days because the guy waiting on the other side is Jay freaking Cutler. Cuddy, the man, the myth, the icon. If it sounds like I'm hyped, it's because I'm hyped. I mean, who wouldn't want to chop it up with Cuddy? Wait until you find out how long it's been. And you will not hear it from me either. You will hear it right from Jay, right at the front of our conversation. He remembers the last time we had a conversation, and it was not exactly yesterday. Jay Cutler, of course, is a former 12-year NFL quarterback, a 2008 Pro Bowler, one of the most enigmatic players in sports history. He's also a reality TV show legend, a chicken killer detective, and a businessman slinging steaks. We will cover all of that in the pod. There is so much to get to a cutty, so let me drop the needle right now. Here is episode 175 with Jay Cutler. Jay, I gotta say, first things first, I don't think that you and I have spoken since maybe your second or third year in the league. So you and I haven't spoken in about a decade and a half, Jay. So bring me up to date. What have the last 15 years or so been like and how you living right now? I, I think it was at the Super Bowl Dude. In, uh, in Tampa, maybe, Florida, one of the two, the last time we spoke. Dude, I want to say, first of all, I'm amazed that you remember that. That's incredible. I want to say Houston, though. I think Houston. 
It might have been. It might have been. I'll I think so, man. Do that. That's amazing that you recall that. I'm really, really impressed. So, what about the last 15 years, man? Good years, and how you uh, living? How are things? Good, good. You know, a little football, um, a little this, a little that, but uh, things are well. Things are well. All right. So you got a lot of new things going on, which I'm going to get to in a minute. But I want to throw one date at you. And since you remember the last time you and I spoke, I know you'll know this date, June 25th, 2020. I will never forget where I was that day because of what happened. But June 25th, 2020, what's that date represent to you? I have no idea. Ah, all right, I'm going to help you out. That was the day you took over your Instagram account and told the world uh, that there was an unknown <laughs> killer ravaging your Nashville chicken coop. Does that ring oh, a bell? Um, that is a uh, that is a memorable day. I do remember that day. And I tell you what, I still like chickens. I don't really under, I don't understand how people keep them alive. It's sad but true. But everything in this world is basically designed to kill a chicken, I feel like. Hmm. Yeah, well, something was. And we try to get to the bottom of that. First of all, I want to say that the fact that there was an unknown killer ravaging that chicken coop. By the way, I'm sorry for those who lost their lives, but thanks for that. Because during a pandemic with little (laughs) sports, as host of a sports talk show, that was exactly what the doctor ordered. So thank you very much for that. I loved it. The audience loved it. Of course, Jay, the blogs loved it. At that point, what did that feel like to you? I mean, did you feel any pressure to keep feeding the content beast? And then what was like knowing that there were so many people refreshing their feeds every hour looking for new video from your backyard it you know it started off fun i didn't i honestly i did not know it was going to take a life of its own um and then towards the end of it like it, i just got frustrated because i was like this has to end because i gotta quit losing chickens i, I mean i get, need to figure this out so i was more frustrated that i couldn't figure out what the hell was actually killing these chickens rather than the content the content was easy because it was actually happening it was real life so that was the easy part the the, the hard part for me was like what what is this thing what, what what is happening out here all right so i was going to say what was the hardest part like in part you answered that the, the hard part was the hell is going on like exactly what's yeah. happening here but i was going to say when you look back on that whole ordeal what was the toughest part i mean was it the chickens dying was it spending a few nights in the tree stand getting no sleep what was the biggest challenge well, I think the biggest, well, the, the most heartbreaking part of it was like you sit there all night or you put traps out and you come out and there's like feathers everywhere. It's like, well, I mean, that didn't work. And then you sit out there all night, don't see anything, go in, come back out, feathers everywhere again. So, I mean, obviously there's animals out there that they're trained killers and they, they know whenever I'm coming and going, they can see at night. So they, uh, you know, raccoons might be smarter than me at this point. I was going to say, maybe the ones that we're trying to run down are smarter than us. So kind of bottom line that for me, like you said, it was a raccoon. And then at that yeah. time, Jay, you alluded to some carnage, but you didn't specifically lay out exactly what went down. Can you do that right now? Like, how did that thing end? Sure. Um, basically, I mean, talking to uh, the wildlife services around here, if they're if they are um, killing your wildlife, you do you do have the opportunity to try to kill them or trap them. What I ended up doing was just trapping um, probably a small family of raccoons and then take, taking them to another farm down the road and just letting them out there. I got it. I got it. Oh, good. Now we know. I appreciate that. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online. So any small business could be a driving force to create change or build an empire. We know old ideas aren't cutting it anymore. So we're calling for a new generation of thinking. 
your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's up to us to make it happen. Start different at GoDaddy.com. So, Jay, you you want to talk about a hard pivot, all right? So now you're in the premium meat business, all right? And I don't mean a pivot from that to this. I mean a pivot from whatever you were doing to that. When did you first get it in your head, Jay, that you wanted to own a butcher shop? And then how did that future butcher shop turn into what it's now become, a subscriber service called Cuts? Yeah. Um, Yeah, thanks for the question. Uh, You know, whenever I was doing the reality show with Kristen, um, when I was in Miami, you know, there was always talk of, you know, what am I going to do next? And I, I think for anybody that's in a profession for, you know, I was, you know, I've been playing football since five um, to make that, you know, that hard transition into something is, is difficult. Um, Cause you know, I didn't have a plan B after football or during football. So it took me a little bit of time. And I think maybe the third season um, of the show, uh, you know, we started talking about, you know, possibly a butcher shop and, you know, what that would look like and looked at a few spaces and, you know, uh, the market was crazy. And then, you know, COVID was starting to happen and, you know, it all kind of just kind of fell apart and put on the back burner. Um, and then I got really, really lucky because uh, Pat Frida called me and was like, Hey, you know, we've got a lot of the same, um, the same likes and, and dislikes and our personalities seemed to kind of match. And we talked and, you know, we had zooms and and fake phone calls and we kind of figured it out and you know there was talks of opening a butcher shop there were talks of other things and we kind of landed on this subscription world uh which kind of seems to fit right now in the culture and the world that we're in right now you know i i think people are are really at home you know just clicking on things and having it show up at their door so uh, i got really really lucky to land on my feet with pat because you know he's the best in the business and he, he uh, he's got some of the best meat in the, in the U.S. All right, so I was going to say, Jay, for those who do not know, who is Pat Lafrida? What's he like? Um, Jersey guy. Um, he's a third or fourth generation butcher. You know, he, his family's been doing this for literally over a hundred years in in New York, New Jersey. Um, he's got an unbelievable, unbelievable facility in Jersey. Supplies an outrageous number of restaurants in New York with with prime beef. Uh, so it, it was really fortunate for me that I got that phone call for him and, you know, he's got everything set up and we've got some of the best beef in the world and it, it's an exciting time for us. All right. So Jay, what is different about your offering? For instance, how are you differentiating yourself from others who are in that same space? Um, you know, we, we pick from where Pat picks from and, and you know, I help him pick from the, the top 4% of beef in, in the U S it's never frozen. It's always fresh. As soon as it gets to Pat's, um, you know, they're cutting it up and, and, and dicing it up and, and butchering it into, into select cuts. And then as soon as you hit, hit order, it's going to be on your steps in, in under four days. So I, I think that kind of differentiates us from everybody else. You know, right. it's never frozen. We know exactly where it's come from. Uh, Pat ha- has a, a lifetime of relationships with farmers across the United States. Um, it's grass fed, uh, you know, we know exactly where it's coming from. It's USDA prime. Um, you know, it's, I think whenever you get that boxing, you open it up and you, and you grill it up, you're going to taste the difference.
Dude, I love this. I love a guy who can just own the pitch and dominate the pitch. Like, you know exactly what you're talking about here. I got to ask Jay, like, what's your poison these days? What are you pairing with all this premium meat? Like, the, the trailer that you guys dropped is fire, and I'm watching this thing back, and I'm trying to figure out exactly what you're drinking. What is your poison, and what are you putting with this premium meat? Well, I mean, with, with the trailer, we had cigars, and we had uh, we had bourbon. I figured. But I think that- but I think today is National Wine Day. I might have saw that somewhere. I could have completely made that up too. But maybe, uh, maybe some wine tonight with maybe some red wine with uh, with a with a fillet or a strip or the tomahawks that we're, we're sending out right now. Or honestly, I've had a lot of steak. I've been in a lot of steakhouse. Was in Chicago for eight years, and that tomahawk, um, it's it's. I think it's probably the best piece of beef I've ever had in my life. All right, so being from being in Chicago, as long as you were, that's saying something, because if you want to find a steakhouse, that's where you got to go. In fact, I remember, Jay, like back in the day, first time I went to Chicago, everybody was going like, what steakhouse? What steakhouse? And back in the day, I just had it in my mind that whatever town I was in, I just had to go to a Morton's. Man, I caught so much shit and so much flack for that. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know there are these amazing steakhouses, but it's just what I do whenever I go to a town. You tell me, like, if you had to go to Chicago right now, what's the spot? Is it Gibson's? Is it something else? Where do you go? Um, you know, I went to Gibson's for a while. Um, and you know, Morton's used to be the, you know, I mean, before it be kind of came privatized a little bit, my Morton's and, and some of those were, were, were good. I mean, that's what was in Nashville. Um, but if I'm in Chicago for one night and I've got to get a steak, I'm going to go to Chicago cut. What's different about that place? Is it the atmosphere? Is it the cut itself? Is it the meat? Why there? Yeah, I think it's that the atmosphere. Um, they do an amazing job with the atmosphere. Uh, they're very personable. Um, you know, they they they'll roll out the red carpet for literally for me or anybody else off the street. They they're phenomenal, and I, I think that their their steaks are, are the best in the business. Also, Chicago cut. It is the perfect season for a powerful business upgrade with Dell Technologies Summer Sale Event. Save up to 45% on secure PCs built for business with Windows 10 Pro. You'll also find great savings on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and other accessories to help boost productivity. Plus, enjoy free shipping on everything. Do more with modern devices and Windows 10 Pro. Call 877-ASK-DELL for a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right tech. That's 877-ASK-DELL for business specials during Dell's Summer Sale Event. All right, so Jay, you know as well as anybody what it's like to be a pro athlete in that town. You know, it seems to me like if you're in Chicago and you kill it, there is no better place to be than Chicago as a sports town, right? Absolutely. You know, if you're successful in that town, um, you know, you've got the support of literally one of the best uh, sports fans, towns in, in, in the country. I mean, but... Far so knowing that, what advice would you have for Justin Fields as he starts his career in Chicago? Um, oh goodness, uh, you know, be patient. There's going to be definitely be ups and downs, especially. I don't know if they're going to play him early. You know, my advice would don't play him first game or fifth game. Let him sit. Let him figure this out a little bit. But even after that, there's going to be ups and downs, especially as a quarterback, especially in this day of age. Um, so. Uh, you know, you, you just got to kind of keep your blinders on and, and work as hard as you can, and, and hopefully things go your way. Jay, it seems to me like I don't think you'll say it, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it myself. I think that you could write a manual on how not 
to develop a quarterback, at least as it relates to Chicago. Like, no offense to their organization, but outside yeah. of you getting your ass kicked on the weekly because of the guys in front of you, for sure. years, it's not exactly a continuity was their thing either. In your eight no. years there, you had six different offensive coordinators. Like, regardless of how smart or how motivated or how athletic you are, how tough is it for any quarterback to have to learn a new offense and a new way of doing things pretty much single every single offseason? It's impossible. You know, you're starting back at square one. You're learning a whole new language. It's 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 damn near impossible. Um, you know, I, I think towards the back end, uh, you know, we, we started getting more talent in there and getting some guys that can play, which which obviously helps. But every year when you're when you're turning back the clock to zero and you, you're spending the entire offseason trying to figure out, you know, what a what a corner hitch is called in this offense compared to the last offense, and then you're then your brain's reverting back to three offenses before and you're calling something and there's guys in the huddle that get it. And there's other guys that are like, Oh, I wouldn't on the team then. What the hell does that mean? So um, it, it's hard. And I, I, hopefully that uh, they bought some time, the coaches and, and, and the man and, and the GM bought a little time with, with draft, with draft and fields and they can build around them and, and give them a, a chance. But uh, if they keep just chopping it up and bringing new people in there, it won't work. I know that. Hey, Jay, like when you were in it, like you can't control these things, right? You can't control who the coach is or what the system is. But like when there was all that turnover and you were right in the middle of that, was there ever a time like when a new coordinator came in where you thought, holy shit, like how did this guy get this gig? We are just, <laughs> we are just fucked. All right. We just are. I think you could go. I think you could probably ask a lot of quarterbacks that have, have been in it for you know, X amount of years and been out, you know, pretty quickly, whether you're kind of screwed over or not, you know, you have a positive attitude and you're, you're, you know, you're trying as hard as you can and you overcome some things, but uh, you know, there's some, some guys out there and there's, I mean, there's players and coaches alike that, that some of them just, they can't cut it. And somehow, some way they got the job and you just have to deal with it, whether you like it or not. <laughs> All right, so to that point, and let me turn this thing on its head and be positive. Like, you and Adam Gase did really, really well. Like, he loved you. You had a lot of success with him. What is it that you liked about him so much, and how did the two of you do as well together as you did? Um, I, I think he did a great job communicating, um, and, and I think we had a really good staff around him, too. You know, Dow Loggins was my quarterback coach, so I loved to death. Um, so we had a lot of dudes that um, were a little bit older, and had we been around each other, you know, we could talk to each other without hurting anybody's feelings. You know, they, you know, they could tell me, hey, you're wrong. I could tell them, hey, like, this isn't going to work. You know, there's a lot of times you get coaches that don't want to hear that, you know. But as a quarterback, I, I think it's important to be able to tell, you know, your OC and your quarterback coach, like, I'm not comfortable with it or I can't do it or hell, I don't think it's going to work. So if I don't think it's going to work, I can't go in the huddle and convince 10 other guys it's going to work. So I think whenever you can start having those dialogues and go back and forth with your coaches and as a quarterback, it, it kind of, it kind of, uh, it, it helps you out in the, in the, in the locker room and, and as you play. So then having said that, why do you think that he has not had more success as a head coach? Is he like, I'm just going to be straight. Is he not head coaching material or were those just bad fits for him where he was? You know, I don't know. You know, I mean, some of it's bad luck, some of it's talent, some of it's on him, some of it's, you know, there's there's so many variables in the NFL, and that's that's the hard part, right? Especially that's the hard part of playing quarterback. You know, a lot of times you've got to have 10 of the guys doing things right, and as a head coach, you know, you've got to have 50 guys out there doing things the right way, and, and if you don't in certain situations, and, you know, it, it doesn't work. So, uh, you know, it, it's tough to say. Um, you know, I know that he, he – 
tried his ass off. I know he was grinding. I know he was doing all those things. It's just, you know, it, it, as any coach or player, to, to put your finger on one thing is about impossible. So you're probably going to get a workout in today, right? What about after the workout? You're going to crave some protein, so what are you going to do about it? This time, do not make a shake. Do not eat a bar. Instead, grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. Old Trapper beef jerky. Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender. It's made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. And it goes wherever you go. To the game, to the gym, to the beach. So make sure you look for Old Trapper. It's in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying that way. Look for it in major retail stores near you if you don't see it ask for it by name because no other jerky compares oh trapper what's your beef the time in denver was something right like mike shanahan man this guy like you look at shanahan and what he was teaching then and coaching then it's all over the league right now it's prominent and you can see the guy was so far ahead of his time when he was fired jay that was such a major story and not just in denver and not just around the league. I mean, 14 years, two rings, an offense that appeared to be on the verge of being dominant once again. What do you remember thinking when Pat Bowen cut ties with him? Did you see that coming at all at that time? No, you know, that was kind of a fairy tale for me to, to go there and then play for three years with him. And, you know, I think we were the, the second-rated offense in the league. I was coming off the Pro Bowl. B. Marsh was coming off the Pro Bowl. Um, you know, we had Tony Shuffler, Chris Cooper, Eddie Royal was there. Ryan Clady was the left tackle. You know, we had some dudes on offense, and uh, I think we ran through like eight or nine running backs, went to IR that year. Our defense was – everyone was on, on IR. Um, and I think we finished like eight and eight uh, and lost that last game to San Diego. Uh, but we were all shocked. I mean, I remember talking to Mike on the exit interviews and stuff, and everyone was coming back. You know, we were going to try to prove the defense. We were going to try to shore up the running back situation, but you know, we liked what we were doing on offense. I know we were dynamic. We ran the ball. Well, Um, you know, that's kind of whenever RPOs were were first hitting the stream and we were doing some of that stuff. Um, So it was an amazing time. And I remember watching ESPN one morning and they were like, Mike's out. I was like, what? No chance. And uh, it happened. And, um, you know, I've talked to Mike. I've had dinner with him a couple of times um, since then. And, you know, it's it's one of those things I don't think he saw coming. But, you know, they, they pushed him out and that was that. I mean, Jay, like to your point, you get Brandon Marshall, Ryan Clady, Peyton Hillis, Eddie Royal, Tony Scheffler even. I mean, these dudes, you were 25 and they were all younger. For instance, if you keep that nucleus together and Shanahan's not fired, how much damage could that group have done? Oh, it would have been nasty. That offense was was rolling. Um, you know, and Jeremy Bates was our OC. He was young and up and coming. Uh, loved the staff. You know, we had unbelievable, unbelievable guys on the staff. And it was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, it was a, uh, you know, Chicago, got trades to Chicago, and that was was a different staff. But, um, you know, we had to figure that out. But it was uh, – I loved playing with Mike. Um, he kind of – he set the bar for, for excellence and how it should be – how things should be run and how things should be done in the NFL for me at a very young age. You know, I wonder, Jay, it looks like you're living your best life. It feels like that from the outside looking in. But I'm curious, like, right, dude, good. dude, you look good. I mean, you look really right. good. Physically, your talent, I would argue, is second to none. And you're still only 38. I mean, yeah. could you play today? And if you could, how long would it take you to get ready for an NFL season? Um, 
I think, I mean, I'm older now. I, you know, I used to, my arm used to take, I, I mean, I think I went down to Miami that week and I was, I think my arm was back in a week. You know, I, I think I'd have to gain a little bit, a few pounds. Um, I don't know, three weeks maybe. Have you ever thought about it? Would you do it? You know, I've, I've thought about it. Um, I wouldn't do it now. You know, I've got too much other stuff going on. I know the kids were kind of, settling a routine um and you know it, it that that the schedule and all the stuff like it's just i'm past that point in my life now i get it i respect it so actually you have another life the shred life how is the shred life it was you know i just started skiing um two years ago and then this past year was the first year i was like you know what i'm going to i'm getting as much skiing in as in my schedule uh, allows. So, you know, December and January, we were all over the country doing it. And, you know, I love it. I put it, put it, put my, uh, my earphones in, put the skis on and gone for two, three, four hours. It's a blast. So, I mean, like, why was that so late in your life? Because you played and you couldn't do that while you played or you had no interest? Yeah, I remember I was in Denver, either after my first year or second year, and uh, I was snowboarding like an idiot, had no idea what I was doing. And we're on, we're in Breckenridge and we're on the mountain. And uh, I get a call from a coach and I was like, hey, um, we heard you're skiing, you need to get off the mountain. And I was like, okay, you know, we're coming back tomorrow. Like, no, you need to get off the mountain now, hmm. get off the mountain. And ever since then, I just never, you know, in Chicago, there wasn't a lot of stuff around it. So ever since then, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna wait till I'm done and when I'm done, I'll, I'll get into it. It's Small Business Month, and Dell Technologies and Windows are celebrating your unstoppable drive. Save up to 45% on powerful PCs with Windows 10 Pro to work from anywhere and top monitors and docks for the ultimate business setup, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Speak to a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right business tech, server, storage, and cloud solutions at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL for Small Business Month savings. Yeah, speaking of the shred life, Jay, there's that great vid that made the rounds recently where you had some bro chug a pitcher and be- a beer in order to get a pick with you, except that's not what happened. Set the record straight. How did this dude come to slam your pitcher of beer? He, yeah, it was our pitcher of beer on our table, and he comes up and he's like, hey, uh, if I drink this, can I have a picture? I go, well, I'll give you a picture without, without drinking it. And he goes, okay, just picks it up and just starts slamming it. I'm like, I think this guy just wanted to drink our beer is what happened. But, you know, it, it turned out it, it was a funny story for him. Uh, and uh, it obviously uh, made its rounds on the Internet. Dude, is that – Jay, this guy's like, hey, man, uh, if I drink your free beer, I'll let you yeah. take a picture of me. Is that what that – is that the shit he was selling you? That's exactly what happened. I mean, I had to give him – I had to give him this props. I was like, you know, it's kind of – it's kind of genius. Just go up and drink someone else's alcohol and be like, hey – can we take a picture now? I'll do this. Yeah, dude, it's either genius or drunk, right? Or both. Probably both. Or both. Hey, Jay, really quickly, I saw you spend some time in Montana. You bagged yourself yep. an elk the size yep. of most SUVs. You know, we had a home in Big Sky for about a decade. I'm an L.A. native, man. I loved it so much. Montana is an amazing, amazing state. Like, where right. did you take that elk down, and what's your spot when you go to Montana? I was that we were actually just skiing, skiing in Biscay. Um, great you know, great resort, there. right? Yeah, it was awesome. I had never been there. Uh, and it was late. It was April. So it was kind of late in the season, but we got really lucky. Got a bunch of snow 
um, the second and third day. So I, we love the mountain after that. Uh, but I've got a ranch north of Bozeman. So I usually fly into Bozeman or drive um, and, you know, about 100 miles north of there. And that's where that's where I killed. I've killed an elk there the last four or five years. Bozeman's great. We were in Big Sky. I love Bozeman. I love Livingston. Like 100 miles north yeah. of Bozeman. Where does that put you exactly? Uh, kind of white sulfur springs yeah. area. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's good space, right? <laughs> Oh, it's amazing out there. I love it. You know, you, you go out there and I, you know, every, like everything just kind of floats away. You breathe easy. Um, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's a place that has a special place. Hey, Jay, really quickly, you mentioned the show. I just want to say like as a professional athlete, much less an NFL quarterback, much less a quarterback in Chicago, man, you're in a fishbowl. You absolutely are. But then you are also, if you're the star of a hit reality show, it's all part of this journey but what was that experience like? Looking back, are you glad you did that show? What was that like for you? Um, yeah, you know, I mean, when I got back from Miami, the, you know, me and Kristen kind of talked about it briefly, and she was, she wanted to do it. And, you know, for the past eight years, I've been playing football. So I was like, whatever, you know, and it kind of started off, my role was kind of limited. And then we, we kind of did more and more by two and three. But, um it was easy. You know, the, the part that I didn't like is just the intrusion in your home and, you know, having cameras and having lights set up everywhere for, for three, four or five months. So like, that's the only, that's the only hard part about it, but actually filming it and Dude, doing would, all that, that was easy, you know, cause I was mostly filming with Kristen and she gets it. So it was, it was easy. You know, we were kind of 20, 30 minutes, sometimes an hour a day and three, four times a week and we were out. All right, so when finally then, when you're out and about right now, like how much of the recognition and love you get is for being a pro athlete, and then how much of the recognition and love that you get is from being a TV star? I remember, I remember, I was, a, I think it was a year out, and we were uh, we were out getting coffee, and this uh, this girl and this guy come up come up to me, and they and you know I was like, okay, someone's gonna here we are, someone's gonna say something about either Chicago or Miami, I don't know where they're from, and the girl comes up and she's like, hey. I love you on Kristen's show. And I was like, okay, here we go. So now it's, now it begins. I've, I've got a different role here. By the way, dude, we all do. We all did love yeah. you on that show. And then pretty soon you're going to be known as a premium meat guy. Jay, finally, what about Vandy? Like Vandy, you're in Nashville still. Vandy is an amazing institution. You look like you were going to go to Illinois and then all of a sudden you end up at Vandy. For those who don't know, how did that happen? And what was that experience like? Um, loved Vandy. Um, had an unbelievable time there. I still have unbelievable friends. Um, I was committed to Illinois. Um, and then they called and, uh, they wanted me to gray shirt, which meant they wanted me to come after the first semester. Cause they had some kid coming in from either Michigan or California. I forget where he was coming in from. Um, so I was like, no, I'm not coming in in January. So, I went through the rest of the season and then started playing basketball. And I was, I thought I might play baseball somewhere. I wasn't for sure what I was going to do. Um, and then I got a call from Vandy and Woody Woodenhofer was the coach then. And uh, it was right like Christmas break-ish. And uh, I get called down to the athletic director's office and I, they put me on the phone and they're like, hey, we don't think you can play tight end in the uh, SEC. I was like, that's fine with me. I don't even play tight end. <laughs> And they're like, who is this? And I told him my position. He's like, all right, um, we'll call you back. And I was like, no chance to call him back. And it wasn't, I mean, three hours towards the end of school, they called me back and they're like, hey, here's the deal. We have one, we have one spot. We're waiting on this other quarterback. But if you commit, it's yours. And, you know, I was in from Indiana. So I'm in Big Ten, Notre Dame country. 
I didn't have a clue where the idiot was. So I looked at the AD. I'm like, I'm going to go home. I got to figure this out. Cause they, they basically gave me a deadline of that night. Wow. So I went home and, you know, that's back in the dial up internet days. So, you know, you log <laughs> on and it's doing dur, 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 all those noises. And I'm trying to figure out where the hell Mandy's at, what's going on. And I call my dad and he's like, Oh, you're going. And I'm like, ah. he goes, no, hang up the phone, call him back and tell him you're going. So I did a little bit more research and uh, yeah, I called him back and I was like, sight unseen. I was like, I guess I'm in, let's do this. And uh, you know, the rest is history. Dude, that's so wild. Like why did, why was your dad like so emphatic? Why did he feel so strongly about Vandy? Um, you know, I, I think he, he knew what, what, how great of a school it was. Right. He knew it was an SEC. You know, it, it's different football down there. And I think it still is different football. So, um, you know, he just he, – he knew more than uh, my 17-year-old self did. Yeah, you're cool. You're, you're like, yeah, Pop, as soon as I log off of AOL, I'll make that call. <laughs> I got some shit I got to get down on AOL. Jay, so, <laughs> so dial me in. So if folks want to subscribe to yeah. – cuts the premium meat service how do they do so how does this work um you can log uh go to the website uh cuts by jayandpat.com and then we uh we have uh we have one month three month and six month subscriptions we've got two different boxes pat's doesn't have pork mine has has a pork option um you know and then we we curate a box every month for you and we send it out and you know you're gonna get strips you're gonna get ribeyes you're going to get sausages, you're going to get chicken, um, brisket, you know, whatever, whatever we're kind of feeling that month and looks good. Uh, we're going to throw it in there. Is it, is it just basically I throw it on the grill or are you including recipes too? We haven't done recipes yet, but that's, that's a, that's a damn good thought. We might have to start doing that as well. Um, but you know, our, our thing is it's fresh. It's never frozen. Um, USDA prime, and uh, you can either you can freeze it. You know, I've got tons of frozen meat here. I've got elk that's frozen, or you can cook it in the next couple of days. Whatever, whatever you're kind of feeling. I love it, Jay. It is so good to get caught up. Like I said, man, it's been about 15 years, and I am amazed that you remember the sit down that we had. That was a blast. I really enjoyed that conversation then. Really enjoyed this conversation today, man. Good looking out, Jay. It's so good to get caught up with you. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate having me on the show. Thanks to the man himself, Jay Cutler. That was an absolute blast. And you best believe I already dropped an order on my first box of steaks from Cuts. Not even playing. Facts. I already received my confirmation email this morning. And I am stoked to throw the tomahawk on the grill when it shows up tomorrow. And I'm back next week with Chris Bosch. Make sure you get subscribed and you will not miss out on any future episodes. And until then, here are your voicemails. First new message. Hey, Jim. Alex in Wisconsin here. I love how Lefty just stared that Delta Bravo Brooks Kepka in the face with his stupid baggy goatee in his mouth full of Kobe and said, I will out bag you any day of the week and twice on Sunday with my mirrored shades. War Lefty. Message saved. Next message. What's up, wrong? This is Vinny outside Knoxville. Man, you admitted it, you owned it, but you still surprised me at how little city you were with the Ben Cleveland squirrel situation. I'm not as big nor as country as Ben, but 
Growing up in Kentucky, I have had squirrel, rabbit, turtle, all that, and it is delicious. On the flip side, Rome, I have also enjoyed sushi and salmon sashimi and all that you talked about, and a lot of people don't get that either. Both are delicious. I just didn't think it was that big a deal. But, hey, you owned it. you the man. Peace. Message saved. Next message. Jim, Jumpman, Druid, Snaggers, Pimp in the Box, Van Smack. This could break from the bank. Hey, do me a favor. Tell them bum-ass Clippers to get the hell out of the Staples Centers. Tell them to part ways for the Los Angeles Lakers to come home Thursday night and take a commanding lead in this series and then go back to Phoenix and close them fucking sons out. What you do then is get ready for Portland. Because them goddamn Dame Leonard motherfuckers, them motherfuckers can shoot. And then you know what we're going to do? We're going to fuck up the Brooklyn Nets. Back-to-back world championships, Los Angeles Lakers. Let's get ready to rock and roll. Message deleted. Next message. Hey, Jim Rome. Man's game, bitch. Go Lakers. Ha, ha, ha. Message deleted. Next message. Hey, Jim, Rick from Buffalo. So stoked to hear about number 27, brother. Seems like just the other day it was number 20, and all my future scholars were taking a 10-minute timeout at their desk while I listened to it live in the classroom. Number 26, I did pretty good. Number 25, I kind of screwed up. Number 24, I made a fool out of myself. Looking forward to number 27, Jim. You could tell me who won. Message deleted. Next message. Romy, Justin, and Melbourne. So last night, the wife and I are watching an adult video, and the wife turns to me and says, you know, is that Jim Rome? I said, I don't think it's Jim Rome, but can't say it's not Tan Smack. Message saved. Next message. Stop, Rome. Kenny and Albany. Just wanted to touch on the Gianna New York, Harry to Larry tandem call. Sometimes weird is good, and sometimes weird is bad. Sometimes weird is just weird, and that call was definitely just weird. Late. Message deleted. You have no more messages. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.